This podcast is sponsored by Faithful Counseling. If you're facing challenges with mental, emotional, or spiritual health or relationships, check out Faithful Counseling. It's different from traditional counseling. For one, you'll be matched with a therapist who will bring biblical wisdom as well as clinical expertise. And also, you'll get unlimited messaging with your counselor anytime and a discount on your first session. Go to faithfulcounseling.com slash abide. The healing you need is waiting for you at faithfulcounseling.com slash abide. Thanks for meditating with us today. Join us on the Abide app to have full access to all our meditations ad-free. Welcome to the Abide Bedtime Story, The Wedding at Cana, where you will hear the story of Jesus' first public miracle through the eyes of one of the servants. Although we know this miracle actually took place because the writer of the Gospel of John was one of Jesus' disciples and he witnessed it firsthand, the story you will hear is a fictionalized account. We don't know what the servants were thinking when they participated in God's work that day, but it could have looked like this. Close your eyes and relax into your bed. Breathe deeply and slowly as you release the cares of the day and the worries of tomorrow. Focus on the story you will hear and how much God cares about every detail in your life. Find your most comfortable position and let your mind be at rest. Let the sound of my voice soothe you as you watch Jesus in your mind's eye. Let me pray as you continue breathing slowly. Jesus, we are in awe of your power. How wonderful it would have been to be there at that wedding experiencing your love and grace to this couple who could have experienced great embarrassment thank you for caring about every detail of our lives and for giving us a glimpse into your kingdom through this story we love you and bless you it's in your name we pray amen Jesus had been keeping things on the down low in Galilee, not yet released by his heavenly father to begin his public ministry. But he had been gathering people to himself, calling his disciples to follow him, and he would make them fishers of men. John tells us that two days after Jesus was baptized, there was a wedding at Cana in Galilee. Jesus's mother Mary was there as were his disciples what happens next leaves everyone amazed Ben paused to wipe the sweat from his brow it was a warm day and the wedding celebration was going late as they always do the sky was dark 
and a blanket of stars could be seen in the sky. The courtyard was lit by many lanterns, and the atmosphere was light and happy. He looked around at all the guests gathered, laughing, dancing, celebrating. The groom was the eldest son of the household, and he had made a good match. Praise be to God. Ben had been around a while in this household. He knew the mother would soon be expecting grandchildren. He laughed to himself and then went to refill his pitcher of wine to serve the thirsty guests. As he approached the dark wooden casks with his pitcher in hand, he noticed a bit of a hubbub around the wine. Concerned looks were on the faces of the other servants. Furrowing his brow, he drew closer and heard the whispers, Out of wine. How is this possible? What are we going to do? The master will be so embarrassed. Ben gasped. He had never heard of such a thing. To run out of wine before the celebration ended? What were they going to do? As he stopped in his tracks, watching the other servants in their frantic state, he noticed a woman, dressed properly but inexpensively, talking to a younger man. They were close enough that Ben could hear her voice. They have no wine, she said to the younger man. Oh no, Ben thought. The guests have already found out. Then he heard the younger man reply. Woman, what does this have to do with me? My hour has not yet come. This reply didn't make sense to Ben. He agreed with the man. What did this have to do with him? Was he a wine merchant that he could suddenly produce all that was needed? And what did he mean? My hour has not yet come. And then the woman approached the group of servants, the young man still at her side. Do whatever he tells you, she said. The servants all looked at each other, some laughing behind their hands. But Ben was intrigued. What should they do? He said to the others, Well, we don't have any other choices. This man might actually know something we don't. Let's hear him out. The young man looked kindly at the servants, meeting each of their gazes, whether they were skeptical or hopeful that he had a solution. The man pointed to the large stone jars that were sitting on the ground near them. There were at least six of them, holding twenty or thirty gallons each. The man said to them, Fill them with water. Again, some of the servants laughed at this suggestion. They had all the water they would need. 
What about the wine? What were they supposed to do about that? These jars were for ceremonial washing. Ha, some help this man was being. But Ben felt a quickening in his spirit. He didn't know why, but he rushed to start filling the big jars. Soon, others were following suit. In no time, all the jars were filled to the brim with sparkling clear water. As the last servant set down his pitcher, they all looked expectantly at the man. Smiling softly, he said to them, Now draw some out and take it to the master of the feast. Then, being the bravest of the servants, and also the one who had been in the household the longest, took a deep breath to try and steady his heart, and then dipped his pitcher in the water jar. His eyes widened. He could hardly believe what he saw. He carefully took his pitcher and rushed to the master of the feast. With trembling hands, he poured a taste of the water, which now looked like a deep red wine, into the master's cup. When the master of the feast tasted the water, he looked at Ben with a question in his eyes. He didn't know where this wonderful wine had come from, but Ben knew. He could hardly believe it. He looked back over his shoulder to see the man again, but he was gone. The master of the feast called the bridegroom and said to him, Everyone serves the good wine first, and when people have drunk freely, then the poor wine. But you have kept the good wine until now. The bridegroom held out his own cup to Ben, who filled it with the water turned to wine, with a wide smile on his face. When the bridegroom tasted it, he slapped the master of the feast on the shoulder and laughed, raising his cup in a gesture that said, Eat, drink, and be merry. The rest of the servants filled their pitchers and went from table to table, making sure everyone had enough of this miracle wine. Finally, Ben approached the last table and heard the guests there laughing and talking. Jesus, one of them said, where will we go after this? Ben looked up from his pouring and saw with the others the young man who had done this amazing thing. The man, whom he now knew was called Jesus, smiled at Ben as he answered his friend's question. From here, we will go to Capernaum, he said.
and the feast went on around him. Let me pray as you sleep. Our Heavenly Father, this gift of wine that Jesus gave for this wedding feast reminds us of the blood that he soon would shed on the cross for all of us. We see this wedding as a foreshadowing of the great wedding feast of the Lamb, and we wait in great anticipation of that event. Praise be to God. As this dear one of yours sleeps tonight, I pray that they would be comforted to know that you always meet their needs with your very presence. In Jesus' name, Amen. Although we know this miracle actually took place because the writer of the Gospel of John was one of Jesus' disciples and he witnessed it firsthand, the story you will hear is a fictionalized account. We don't know what the servants were thinking when they participated in God's work that day, but it could have looked like this. Close your eyes and relax into your bed. Breathe deeply and slowly as you release the cares of the day and the worries of tomorrow. Focus on the story you will hear and how much God cares about every detail in your life. Find your most comfortable position and let your mind be at rest. Let the sound of my voice soothe you as you watch Jesus in your mind's eye. Let me pray as you continue breathing slowly. Jesus, we are in awe of your power. How wonderful it would have been to be there at that wedding experiencing your love and grace to this couple who could have experienced great embarrassment thank you for caring about every detail of our lives and for giving us a glimpse into your kingdom through this story we love you and bless you it's in your name we pray amen Jesus had been keeping things on the down low in Galilee, not yet released by his heavenly father to begin his public ministry. But he had been gathering people to himself, calling his disciples to follow him, and he would make them fishers of men. John tells us that two days after Jesus was baptized, there was a wedding at Cana in Galilee. Jesus's mother Mary was there as were his disciples what happens next leaves 
everyone amazed. Ben paused to wipe the sweat from his brow. It was a warm day, and the wedding celebration was going late, as they always do. The sky was dark, and a blanket of stars could be seen in the sky. The courtyard was lit by many lanterns, and the atmosphere was light and happy. He looked around at all the guests gathered, laughing, dancing, celebrating. The groom was the eldest son of the household, and he had made a good match. Praise be to God. Ben had been around a while in this household. He knew the mother would soon be expecting grandchildren. He laughed to himself and then went to refill his pitcher of wine to serve the thirsty guests. As he approached the dark wooden casks with his pitcher in hand, he noticed a bit of a hubbub around the wine. Concerned looks were on the faces of the other servants. Furrowing his brow, he drew closer and heard the whispers. Out of wine. How is this possible? What are we going to do? The master will be so embarrassed. Ben gasped. He had never heard of such a thing. To run out of wine before the celebration ended? What were they going to do? As he stopped in his tracks, watching the other servants in their frantic state, he noticed a woman, dressed properly but inexpensively, talking to a younger man. They were close enough that Ben could hear her voice. They have no wine, she said to the younger man. Oh no, Ben thought. The guests have already found out. Then he heard the younger man reply. Woman, what does this have to do with me? My hour has not yet come. This reply didn't make sense to Ben. He agreed with the man. What did this have to do with him? Was he a wine merchant that he could suddenly produce all that was needed? And what did he mean? My hour has not yet come. And then the woman approached the group of servants, the young man still at her side. Do whatever he tells you, she said. The servants all looked at each other, some laughing behind their hands. But Ben was intrigued. What should they do? He said to the others, Well, we don't have any other choices. This man might actually know something we don't. Let's hear him out. The young man looked kindly at the servants, meeting each of their gazes, whether they were skeptical or hopeful that he had a solution. The man pointed to the large stone jars that were sitting on the ground near them. 
there were at least six of them, holding 20 or 30 gallons each. The man said to them, Fill them with water. Again, some of the servants laughed at this suggestion. They had all the water they would need. What about the wine? What were they supposed to do about that? These jars were for ceremonial washing. Ah, some help this man was being. But Ben felt a quickening in his spirit. He didn't know why, but he rushed to start filling the big jars. Soon, others were following suit. In no time, all the jars were filled to the brim with sparkling clear water. As the last servant set down his pitcher, they all looked expectantly at the man. Smiling softly, he said to them, Now draw some out and take it to the master of the feast. Ben, being the bravest of the servants, and also the one who had been in the household the longest, took a deep breath to try and steady his heart, and then dipped his pitcher in the water jar. His eyes widened. He could hardly believe what he saw. He carefully took his pitcher and rushed to the master of the feast. With trembling hands, he poured a taste of the water, which now looked like a deep red wine, into the master's cup. When the master of the feast tasted the water, he looked at Ben with a question in his eyes. He didn't know where this wonderful wine had come from, but Ben knew. He could hardly believe it. He looked back over his shoulder to see the man again. But he was gone. The master of the feast called the bridegroom and said to him, Everyone serves the good wine first, and when people have drunk freely, then the poor wine. But you have kept the good wine until now. The bridegroom held out his own cup to Ben, who filled it with the water turned to wine, with a wide smile on his face. When the bridegroom tasted it, he slapped the master of the feast on the shoulder and laughed, raising his cup in a gesture that said, Eat, drink, and be merry. The rest of the servants filled their pitchers and went from table to table, making sure everyone had enough of this miracle wine. Finally, Ben approached the last table and heard the guests there laughing and talking. Jesus, one of them said, Where will we go after this? 
Ben looked up from his pouring and saw with the others the young man who had done this amazing thing. The man whom he now knew was called Jesus smiled at Ben as he answered his friend's question. From here, we will go to Capernaum, he said. And the feast went on around him. Let me pray as you sleep. Our Heavenly Father, this gift of wine that Jesus gave for this wedding feast reminds us of the blood that he soon would shed on the cross for all of us. We see this wedding as a foreshadowing of the great wedding feast of the Lamb, and we wait in great anticipation of that event. Praise be to God. As this dear one of yours sleeps tonight, I pray that they would be comforted to know that you always meet their needs with your very presence. In Jesus' name, Amen. Welcome to the Abide Bedtime Story, The Wedding at Cana, where you will hear the story of Jesus' first public miracle through the eyes of one of the servants. Although we know this miracle actually took place because the writer of the Gospel of John was one of Jesus' disciples and he witnessed it firsthand, the story you will hear is a fictionalized account. We don't know what the servants were thinking when they participated in God's work that day, but it could have looked like this. Close your eyes and relax into your bed. Breathe deeply and slowly as you release the cares of the day and the worries of tomorrow. Focus on the story you will hear and how much God cares about every detail in your life. Find your most comfortable position and let your mind be at rest. Let the sound of my voice soothe you as you watch Jesus in your mind's eye. Let me pray as you continue breathing slowly. Jesus, we are in awe of your power. How wonderful it would have been to be there at that wedding experiencing your love and grace to this couple who could have experienced great embarrassment. Thank you for caring about every detail of our lives and for giving us a glimpse into your kingdom through this story. We love you and bless you. It's in your name we pray. Amen. 
Jesus had been keeping things on the down low in Galilee, not yet released by his heavenly father to begin his public ministry. But he had been gathering people to himself, calling his disciples to follow him, and he would make them fishers of men. John tells us that two days after Jesus was baptized, there was a wedding at Cana in Galilee. Jesus' mother, Mary, was there, as were his disciples. What happens next leaves everyone amazed. Ben paused to wipe the sweat from his brow. It was a warm day, and the wedding celebration was going late, as they always do. The sky was dark, and a blanket of stars could be seen in the sky. The courtyard was lit by many lanterns, and the atmosphere was light and happy. He looked around at all the guests gathered, laughing, dancing, celebrating. The groom was the eldest son of the household, and he had made a good match. Praise be to God. Ben had been around a while in this household. He knew the mother would soon be expecting grandchildren. He laughed to himself, and then went to refill his pitcher of wine to serve the thirsty guests. As he approached the dark wooden casks with his pitcher in hand, he noticed a bit of a hubbub around the wine. Concerned looks were on the faces of the other servants. Furrowing his brow, he drew closer and heard the whispers, Out of wine. How is this possible? What are we going to do? The master will be so embarrassed. Ben gasped. He had never heard of such a thing. To run out of wine before the celebration ended? What were they going to do? As he stopped in his tracks, watching the other servants in their frantic state, he noticed a woman, dressed properly but inexpensively, talking to a younger man. They were close enough that Ben could hear her voice. They have no wine, she said to the younger man. Oh no, Ben thought. The guests have already found out. Then he heard the younger man reply. Woman, what does this have to do with me? My hour has not yet come. This reply didn't make sense to Ben. He agreed with the man. What did this have to do with him? Was he a wine merchant that he could suddenly produce all that was needed? And what did he mean? My hour has not yet come. And then the woman approached the group of servants, the young man still at her side. Do whatever he tells you she said. The servants all looked at each other, 
some laughing behind their hands. But Ben was intrigued. What should they do? He said to the others, Well, we don't have any other choices. This man might actually know something we don't. Let's hear him out. The young man looked kindly at the servants, meeting each of their gazes, whether they were skeptical or hopeful that he had a solution. The man pointed to the large stone jars that were sitting on the ground near them. There were at least six of them, holding twenty or thirty gallons each. The man said to them, Fill them with water. Again, some of the servants laughed at this suggestion. They had all the water they would need. What about the wine? What were they supposed to do about that? These jars were for ceremonial washing. Ha, some help this man was being. But Ben felt a quickening in his spirit. He didn't know why, but he rushed to start filling the big jars. Soon, others were following suit. In no time, all the jars were filled to the brim with sparkling clear water. As the last servant set down his pitcher, they all looked expectantly at the man. Smiling softly, he said to them, Now draw some out and take it to the master of the feast. Ben, being the bravest of the servants and also the one who had been in the household the longest, took a deep breath to try and steady his heart and then dipped his pitcher in the water jar. His eyes widened. He could hardly believe what he saw. He carefully took his pitcher and rushed to the master of the feast. With trembling hands, he poured a taste of the water, which now looked like a deep red wine into the master's cup. When the master of the feast tasted the water, he looked at Ben with a question in his eyes. He didn't know where this wonderful wine had come from. But Ben knew. He could hardly believe it. He looked back over his shoulder to see the man again. But he was gone. The master of the feast called the bridegroom and said to him, Everyone serves the good wine first, and when people have drunk freely, then the poor wine. But you have kept the good wine until now. The bridegroom held out his own cup to Ben, who filled it with the water turned to wine, with a wide smile on his face. When the bridegroom tasted it, he slapped the master of the feast on the shoulder and laughed, raising his cup in a gesture that said, 
eat, drink, and be merry. The rest of the servants filled their pitchers and went from table to table, making sure everyone had enough of this miracle wine. Finally, then approached the last table and heard the guests there laughing and talking. Jesus, one of them said, where will we go after this? Ben looked up from his pouring and saw with the others the young man who had done this amazing thing. The man, whom he now knew was called Jesus, smiled at Ben as he answered his friend's question. From here, we will go to Capernaum, he said. And the feast went on around him. Let me pray as you sleep. Our Heavenly Father, this gift of wine that Jesus gave for this wedding feast reminds us of the blood that he soon would shed on the cross for all of us. We see this wedding as a foreshadowing of the great wedding feast of the Lamb, and we wait in great anticipation of that event. Praise be to God. As this dear one of yours sleeps tonight, I pray that they would be comforted to know that you always meet their needs with your very presence. In Jesus' name, Amen. Welcome to the Abide Bedtime Story, The Wedding at Cana, where you will hear the story of Jesus' first public miracle through the eyes of one of the servants. Although we know this miracle actually took place because the writer of the Gospel of John was one of Jesus' disciples, and he witnessed it firsthand, the story you will hear is a fictionalized account. We don't know what the servants were thinking when they participated in God's work that day, but it could have looked like this. Close your eyes and relax into your bed. Breathe deeply and slowly as you release the cares of the day and the worries of tomorrow. Focus on the story you will hear and how much God cares about every detail in your life. Find your most comfortable position and let your mind be at rest. Let the sound of my voice soothe you as you watch Jesus in your mind's eye. Let me pray as you continue breathing slowly. Jesus, we are in awe of your power 
how wonderful it would have been to be there at that wedding, experiencing your love and grace to this couple who could have experienced great embarrassment. Thank you for caring about every detail of our lives and for giving us a glimpse into your kingdom through this story. We love you and bless you. It's in your name we pray. Amen. Jesus had been keeping things on the down low in Galilee, not yet released by his heavenly Father to begin his public ministry. But he had been gathering people to himself, calling his disciples to follow him, and he would make them fishers of men. John tells us that two days after Jesus was baptized, there was a wedding at Cana in Galilee. Jesus' mother, Mary, was there, as were his disciples. What happens next leaves everyone amazed. Ben paused to wipe the sweat from his brow. It was a warm day, and the wedding celebration was going late, as they always do. The sky was dark, and a blanket of stars could be seen in the sky. The courtyard was lit by many lanterns, and the atmosphere was light and happy. He looked around at all the guests gathered, laughing, dancing, celebrating. The groom was the eldest son of the household, and he had made a good match. Praise be to God. Ben had been around a while in this household. He knew the mother would soon be expecting grandchildren. He laughed to himself and then went to refill his pitcher of wine to serve the thirsty guests. As he approached the dark wooden casks with his pitcher in hand, he noticed a bit of a hubbub around the wine. Concerned looks were on the faces of the other servants. Furrowing his brow, he drew closer and heard the whispers. Out of wine. How is this possible? What are we going to do? The master will be so embarrassed. Ben gasped. He had never heard of such a thing. To run out of wine before the celebration ended? What were they going to do? As he stopped in his tracks, watching the other servants in their frantic state, he noticed a woman, dressed properly but inexpensively, talking to a younger man. They were close enough that Ben could hear her voice. They have no wine, she said to the younger man. Oh no, Ben thought. The guests have already found out. Then he heard the younger man reply. Woman, what does this have to do with me? My hour has not yet come. This reply 
didn't make sense to Ben. He agreed with the man. What did this have to do with him? Was he a wine merchant that he could suddenly produce all that was needed? And what did he mean? My hour has not yet come. And then the woman approached the group of servants, the young man still at her side. Do whatever he tells you, she said. The servants all looked at each other, some laughing behind their hands. But Ben was intrigued. What should they do? He said to the others, Well, we don't have any other choices. This man might actually know something we don't. Let's hear him out. The young man looked kindly at the servants, meeting each of their gazes, whether they were skeptical or hopeful that he had a solution. The man pointed to the large stone jars that were sitting on the ground near them. There were at least six of them, holding twenty or thirty gallons each. The man said to them, Fill them with water. Again, some of the servants laughed at this suggestion. They had all the water they would need. What about the wine? What were they supposed to do about that? These jars were for ceremonial washing. Ha, some help this man was being. But Ben felt a quickening in his spirit. He didn't know why, but he rushed to start filling the big jars. Soon others were following suit. In no time, all the jars were filled to the brim with sparkling clear water. As the last servant set down his pitcher, they all looked expectantly at the man. Smiling softly, he said to them, Now draw some out and take it to the master of the feast. Ben, being the bravest of the servants, and also the one who had been in the household the longest, took a deep breath to try and steady his heart, and then dipped his pitcher in the water jar. His eyes widened. He could hardly believe what he saw. He carefully took his pitcher and rushed to the master of the feast. With trembling hands, he poured a taste of the water, which now looked like a deep red wine, into the master's cup. When the master of the feast tasted the water, he looked at Ben with a question in his eyes. He didn't know where this wonderful wine had come from, but Ben knew. He could hardly believe it. He looked back over his shoulder to see the man again, but he was gone.
the master of the feast called the bridegroom and said to him, Everyone serves the good wine first, and when people have drunk freely, then the poor wine. But you have kept the good wine until now. The bridegroom held out his own cup to Ben, who filled it with the water turned to wine, with a wide smile on his face. When the bridegroom tasted it, he slapped the master of the feast on the shoulder and laughed, raising his cup in a gesture that said, Eat, drink, and be merry. The rest of the servants filled their pitchers and went from table to table, making sure everyone had enough of this miracle wine. Finally, Ben approached the last table and heard the guests there laughing and talking. Jesus, one of them said, where will we go after this? Ben looked up from his pouring and saw with the others the young man who had done this amazing thing. The man whom he now knew was called Jesus, smiled at Ben as he answered his friend's question. From here, we will go to Capernaum, he said. And the feast went on around him. Let me pray as you sleep. Our Heavenly Father, This gift of wine that Jesus gave for this wedding feast reminds us of the blood that he soon would shed on the cross for all of us. We see this wedding as a foreshadowing of the great wedding feast of the Lamb, and we wait in great anticipation of that event. Praise be to God. As this dear one of yours sleeps tonight, I pray that they would be comforted to know that you always meet their needs with your very presence. In Jesus' name, amen. Welcome to the Abide Bedtime Story, The Wedding at Cana, where you will hear the story of Jesus' first public miracle through the eyes of one of the servants. Although we know this miracle actually took place because the writer of the Gospel of John was one of Jesus' disciples and he witnessed it firsthand, the story you will hear is a fictionalized account. We don't know what the servants were thinking when they participated in God's work that day, but it could have looked like this. Close your eyes and relax into your bed. Breathe deeply and slowly as you release the cares of the day and the worries of tomorrow. 
Focus on the story you will hear and how much God cares about every detail in your life. Find your most comfortable position and let your mind be at rest. Let the sound of my voice soothe you as you watch Jesus in your mind's eye. Let me pray as you continue breathing slowly. Jesus, we are in awe of your power. How wonderful it would have been to be there at that wedding, experiencing your love and grace to this couple who could have experienced great embarrassment. Thank you for caring about every detail of our lives and for giving us a glimpse into your kingdom through this story. We love you and bless you. It's in your name we pray. Amen. Jesus had been keeping things on the down low in Galilee not yet released by his heavenly father to begin his public ministry but he had been gathering people to himself calling his disciples to follow him and he would make them fishers of men john tells us that two days after jesus was baptized there was a wedding at cana in galilee jesus's mother mary was there as were his disciples what happens next leaves everyone amazed Ben paused to wipe the sweat from his brow it was a warm day and the wedding celebration was going late as they always do the sky was dark and a blanket of stars could be seen in the sky the courtyard was lit by many lanterns and the atmosphere was light and happy he looked around at all the guests gathered laughing dancing celebrating the groom was the eldest son of the household and he had made a good match praise be to God Ben had been around a while in this household he knew the mother would soon be expecting grandchildren he laughed to himself and then went to refill his pitcher of wine to serve the thirsty guests as he approached the dark wooden casks with his pitcher in hand he noticed a bit of a hubbub around the wine concerned looks were on the faces of the other servants furrowing his brow he drew closer and heard the whispers out of wine how is this possible what are we going to do the master will be so embarrassed Ben gasped he had never heard of such a thing to run out of wine before the celebration ended what were they going to do as he stopped in his tracks watching the other servants in their frantic state 
he noticed a woman, dressed properly but inexpensively, talking to a younger man. They were close enough that Ben could hear her voice. They have no wine, she said to the younger man. Oh no, Ben thought. The guests have already found out. Then he heard the younger man reply. Woman, what does this have to do with me? My hour has not yet come. This reply didn't make sense to Ben. He agreed with the man. What did this have to do with him? Was he a wine merchant that he could suddenly produce all that was needed? And what did he mean? My hour has not yet come. And then the woman approached the group of servants, the young man still at her side. Do whatever he tells you, she said. The servants all looked at each other, some laughing behind their hands. But Ben was intrigued. What should they do? He said to the others, Well, we don't have any other choices. This man might actually know something we don't. Let's hear him out. The young man looked kindly at the servants, meeting each of their gazes, whether they were skeptical or hopeful that he had a solution. The man pointed to the large stone jars that were sitting on the ground near them. There were at least six of them, holding twenty or thirty gallons each. The man said to them, Fill them with water. Again, some of the servants laughed at this suggestion. They had all the water they would need. What about the wine? What were they supposed to do about that? These jars were for ceremonial washing. Ha, some help this man was being. But Ben felt a quickening in his spirit. He didn't know why, but he rushed to start filling the big jars. Soon, others were following suit. In no time, all the jars were filled to the brim with sparkling clear water. As the last servant set down his pitcher, they all looked expectantly at the man. Smiling softly, he said to them, Now draw some out and take it to the master of the feast. Ben, being the bravest of the servants, and also the one who had been in the household the longest, took a deep breath to try and steady his heart, and then dipped his pitcher in the water jar. His eyes widened. He could hardly believe what he saw. He carefully took his pitcher and rushed to the master of the feast. With trembling hands, he poured a taste of the water, which now looked like a deep 
red wine into the master's cup when the master of the feast tasted the water he looked at Ben with a question in his eyes he didn't know where this wonderful wine had come from but Ben knew he could hardly believe it he looked back over his shoulder to see the man again but he was gone the master of the feast called the bridegroom and said to him everyone serves the good wine first and when people have drunk freely then the poor wine but you have kept the good wine until now the bridegroom held out his own cup to Ben who filled it with the water turned to wine with a wide smile on his face when the bridegroom tasted it he slapped the master of the feast on the shoulder and laughed raising his cup in a gesture that said eat drink and be merry the rest of the servants filled their pitchers and went from table to table making sure everyone had enough of this miracle wine finally Ben approached the last table and heard the guests there laughing and talking Jesus one of them said where will we go after this Ben looked up from his pouring and saw with the others the young man who had done this amazing thing the man whom he now knew was called Jesus smiled at Ben as he answered his friend's question from here we will go to Capernaum he said and the feast went on around him let me pray as you sleep our Heavenly Father this gift of wine that Jesus gave for this wedding feast reminds us of the blood that he soon would shed on the cross for all of us we see this wedding as a foreshadowing of the great wedding feast of the lamb and we wait in great anticipation of that event praise be to God as this dear one of yours sleeps tonight I pray that they would be comforted to know that you always meet their needs with your very presence in Jesus's name amen welcome to the abide bedtime story the wedding at Cana where you will hear the story of Jesus's first public miracle through the eyes of one of the servants 
Although we know this miracle actually took place because the writer of the Gospel of John was one of Jesus' disciples, and he witnessed it firsthand, the story you will hear is a fictionalized account. We don't know what the servants were thinking when they participated in God's work that day, but it could have looked like this. Close your eyes and relax into your bed. Breathe deeply and slowly as you release the cares of the day and the worries of tomorrow. Focus on the story you will hear and how much God cares about every detail in your life. Find your most comfortable position and let your mind be at rest. Let the sound of my voice soothe you as you watch Jesus in your mind's eye. Let me pray as you continue breathing slowly. Jesus, we are in awe of your power. How wonderful it would have been to be there at that wedding, experiencing your love and grace to this couple who could have experienced great embarrassment. Thank you for caring about every detail of our lives and for giving us a glimpse into your kingdom through this story. We love you and bless you. It's in your name we pray. Amen. Jesus had been keeping things on the down low in Galilee, not yet released by his heavenly Father to begin his public ministry. But he had been gathering people to himself, calling his disciples to follow him, and he would make them fishers of men. John tells us that two days after Jesus was baptized, there was a wedding at Cana in Galilee. Jesus' mother, Mary, was there, as were his disciples. What happens next leaves everyone amazed. Ben paused to wipe the sweat from his brow. It was a warm day, and the wedding celebration was going late, as they always do. The sky was dark, and a blanket of stars could be seen in the sky. The courtyard was lit by many lanterns, and the atmosphere was light and happy. He looked around at all the guests gathered, laughing, dancing, celebrating. The groom was the eldest son of the household, and he had made a good match. Praise be to God. Ben had been around a while in this household. He knew the mother would soon be expecting grandchildren. He laughed to himself and then went to refill his pitcher of wine to serve the thirsty guests. As he approached the dark wooden casks with his pitcher in hand, 
he noticed a bit of a hubbub around the wine. Concerned looks were on the faces of the other servants. Furrowing his brow, he drew closer and heard the whispers. Out of wine. How is this possible? What are we going to do? The master will be so embarrassed. Ben gasped. He had never heard of such a thing. To run out of wine before the celebration ended? What were they going to do? As he stopped in his tracks, watching the other servants in their frantic state, he noticed a woman, dressed properly but inexpensively, talking to a younger man. They were close enough that Ben could hear her voice. They have no wine, she said to the younger man. Oh no, Ben thought. The guests have already found out. Then he heard the younger man reply. Woman, what does this have to do with me? My hour has not yet come. This reply didn't make sense to Ben. He agreed with the man. What did this have to do with him? Was he a wine merchant that he could suddenly produce all that was needed? And what did he mean? My hour has not yet come. And then the woman approached the group of servants, the young man still at her side. Do whatever he tells you, she said. The servants all looked at each other, some laughing behind their hands. But Ben was intrigued. What should they do? He said to the others, Well, we don't have any other choices. This man might actually know something we don't. Let's hear him out. The young man looked kindly at the servants, meeting each of their gazes, whether they were skeptical or hopeful that he had a solution. The man pointed to the large stone jars that were sitting on the ground near them. There were at least six of them, holding twenty or thirty gallons each. The man said to them, Fill them with water. Again, some of the servants laughed at this suggestion. They had all the water they would need. What about the wine? What were they supposed to do about that? These jars were for ceremonial washing. Ah, some help this man was being. But Ben felt a quickening in his spirit. He didn't know why, but he rushed to start filling the big jars. Soon, others were following suit. In no time, all the jars were filled to the brim with sparkling clear water. As the last servant set down his pitcher, they all looked expectantly at the man. Smiling softly, he said to them, 
Now draw some out and take it to the master of the feast. Ben, being the bravest of the servants and also the one who had been in the household the longest, took a deep breath to try and steady his heart and then dipped his pitcher in the water jar. His eyes widened. He could hardly believe what he saw. He carefully took his pitcher and rushed to the master of the feast. With trembling hands, he poured a taste of the water, which now looked like a deep red wine into the master's cup. When the master of the feast tasted the water, he looked at Ben with a question in his eyes. He didn't know where this wonderful wine had come from, but Ben knew. He could hardly believe it. He looked back over his shoulder to see the man again, but he was gone. The master of the feast called the bridegroom and said to him, Everyone serves the good wine first, and when people have drunk freely, then the poor wine. But you have kept the good wine until now. The bridegroom held out his own cup to Ben, who filled it with the water turned to wine, with a wide smile on his face. When the bridegroom tasted it, he slapped the master of the feast on the shoulder and laughed, raising his cup in a gesture that said, Eat, drink, and be merry. The rest of the servants filled their pitchers and went from table to table, making sure everyone had enough of this miracle wine. Finally, Ben approached the last table and heard the guests there laughing and talking. Jesus, one of them said, where will we go after this? Ben looked up from his pouring and saw with the others the young man who had done this amazing thing. The man whom he now knew was called Jesus, smiled at Ben as he answered his friend's question. From here, we will go to Capernaum, he said. And the feast went on around him. Let me pray as you sleep. Our Heavenly Father, this gift of wine that Jesus gave for this wedding feast reminds us of the blood that he soon would shed on the cross for all of us. We see this wedding as a foreshadowing of the great wedding feast of the Lamb, and we wait in great anticipation of that event. Praise be to God. As this dear one of yours sleeps tonight, 
I pray that they would be comforted to know that you always meet their needs with your very presence in Jesus's name amen welcome to the abide bedtime story the wedding at cana where you will hear the story of jesus's first public miracle through the eyes of one of the servants although we know this miracle actually took place because the writer of the gospel of john was one of jesus's disciples and he witnessed it firsthand the story you will hear is a fictionalized account we don't know what the servants were thinking when they participated in God's work that day, but it could have looked like this. Close your eyes and relax into your bed. Breathe deeply and slowly as you release the cares of the day and the worries of tomorrow. Focus on the story you will hear and how much God cares about every detail in your life find your most comfortable position and let your mind be at rest let the sound of my voice soothe you as you watch Jesus in your mind's eye let me pray as you continue breathing slowly Jesus we are in awe of your power how wonderful it would have been to be there at that wedding experiencing your love and grace to this couple who could have experienced great embarrassment thank you for caring about every detail of our lives and for giving us a glimpse into your kingdom through this story we love you and bless you it's in your name we pray amen Jesus had been keeping things on the down low in Galilee not yet released by his Heavenly Father to begin his public ministry but he had been gathering people to himself calling his disciples to follow him and he would make them fishers of men John tells us that two days after Jesus was baptized there was a wedding at Cana in Galilee Jesus's mother Mary was there as were his disciples what happens next leaves everyone amazed Ben paused to wipe the sweat from his brow it was a warm day and the wedding celebration was going late as they always do the sky was dark and a blanket of stars could be seen in the sky the courtyard was lit by many lanterns and the atmosphere was light and happy he looked around at all the guests gathered 
laughing, dancing, celebrating. The groom was the eldest son of the household, and he had made a good match. Praise be to God. Ben had been around a while in this household. He knew the mother would soon be expecting grandchildren. He laughed to himself and then went to refill his pitcher of wine to serve the thirsty guests. As he approached the dark wooden casks with his pitcher in hand, he noticed a bit of a hubbub around the wine. Concerned looks were on the faces of the other servants. Furrowing his brow, he drew closer and heard the whispers, Out of wine! How is this possible? What are we going to do? The master would be so embarrassed. Ben gasped. He had never heard of such a thing. To run out of wine before the celebration ended? What were they going to do? As he stopped in his tracks, watching the other servants in their frantic state, he noticed a woman, dressed properly but inexpensively, talking to a younger man. They were close enough that Ben could hear her voice. They have no wine, she said to the younger man. Oh no, Ben thought. The guests have already found out. Then he heard the younger man reply. Woman, what does this have to do with me? My hour has not yet come. This reply didn't make sense to Ben. He agreed with the man. What did this have to do with him? Was he a wine merchant that he could suddenly produce all that was needed? And what did he mean? My hour has not yet come. And then the woman approached the group of servants, the young man still at her side. Do whatever he tells you, she said. The servants all looked at each other, some laughing behind their hands. But Ben was intrigued. What should they do? He said to the others, Well, we don't have any other choices. This man might actually know something we don't. Let's hear him out. The young man looked kindly at the servants, meeting each of their gazes, whether they were skeptical or hopeful that he had a solution. The man pointed to the large stone jars that were sitting on the ground near them. There were at least six of them, holding twenty or thirty gallons each. The man said to them, Fill them with water. Again, some of the servants laughed at this suggestion. They had all the water they would need. What about the wine? What were they supposed to do about that? These jars were for ceremonial washing. Ha! Some help this man was being. 
But Ben felt a quickening in his spirit. He didn't know why, but he rushed to start filling the big jars. Soon, others were following suit. In no time, all the jars were filled to the brim with sparkling clear water. As the last servant set down his pitcher, they all looked expectantly at the man. Smiling softly, he said to them, Now draw some out and take it to the master of the feast. Ben, being the bravest of the servants and also the one who had been in the household the longest, took a deep breath to try and steady his heart and then dipped his pitcher in the water jar. His eyes widened. He could hardly believe what he saw. He carefully took his pitcher and rushed to the master of the feast. With trembling hands, he poured a taste of the water, which now looked like a deep red wine, into the master's cup. When the master of the feast tasted the water, he looked at Ben with a question in his eyes. He didn't know where this wonderful wine had come from, but Ben knew. He could hardly believe it. He looked back over his shoulder to see the man again, but he was gone. The master of the feast called the bridegroom and said to him, Everyone serves the good wine first, and when people have drunk freely, then the poor wine. But you have kept the good wine until now. The bridegroom held out his own cup to Ben, who filled it with the water turned to wine, with a wide smile on his face. When the bridegroom tasted it, he slapped the master of the feast on the shoulder and laughed, raising his cup in a gesture that said, Eat, drink, and be merry. The rest of the servants filled their pitchers and went from table to table, making sure everyone had enough of this miracle wine. Finally, Ben approached the last table and heard the guests there laughing and talking. Jesus, one of them said, where will we go after this? Ben looked up from his pouring and saw with the others the young man who had done this amazing thing. The man whom he now knew was called Jesus, smiled at Ben as he answered his friend's question. From here, we will go to Capernaum, he said. And the feast went on around him. Let me pray as you sleep. Our Heavenly Father, 
this gift of wine that Jesus gave for this wedding feast reminds us of the blood that he soon would shed on the cross for all of us we see this wedding as a foreshadowing of the great wedding feast of the lamb and we wait in great anticipation of that event praise be to God as this dear one of yours sleeps tonight I pray that they would be comforted to know that you always meet their needs with your very presence in Jesus' name Amen. Mm-hmm.